Welcome to episode 51 of Sharing Life Lessons. This is season 6. We are one soul and one spirit, and together we are creating a library of stories and life lessons. I am your host Hamida, and I want to bring you stories, because stories inspire, stories teach, and stories heal. As with life, I feel like an over-the-hill, matured, and wise podcast host. Unbelievably, Sharing Life Lessons is now beyond 50 episodes. And again, as in life, I can start taking chances and risks with it because I am more confident of myself as a podcast host and equally confident of my listener base. So why wait? I am going to take some chances with the format of this, the 51st episode. I will be dividing this episode into two parts. So far, we have been learning life lessons from guests who I personally interview for you. Today, for the first part of this episode, we will be listening to a personal story and learning life lessons from that story, but from a pre-recorded video of the master teacher of Law of Attraction, Abraham Hicks. The second part of this episode will be a treat for you because I have created a collection of golden nuggets from several of our past 50 guests. Every guest has contributed with valuable life lessons and I have selected a few of these valuable lessons and strung them together for you, which I sincerely hope you will enjoy listening to. Okay, let's begin part one of today's episode to bring us all to the same level of understanding of what we are about to hear. For those who don't already know who Abraham Hicks is, Abraham is a group consciousness from the non-physical dimension who is channeled by Esther, and Jerry is Esther's husband. Although I listen to Abraham every day, I am not professing the law of attraction, or for that matter, Abraham. What each of us want to believe in or how we want to live our lives is a very, very personal choice. Consider this just another story with valuable life lessons. Here is where I am taking my first chance. Because today, as much as I wish I could, I cannot personally interview Abraham. And as a side note, I truly hope that one day I will manifest an interview with them for you. I want to share with the listeners a story from one of her recordings that although is such a basic, simple, and funny personal story, it is loaded with life lessons, which we will discuss after we listen to the story. One point I want to make is that for those who don't follow Abraham, she refers to herself as we because she represents a group consciousness who is speaking through Esther from the metaphysical world. Also, when she uses the term vortex, she is referring to the vibration of source energy as well as the vibration of the universe. Now, over to the story. We want you to, in the background, be considering the subject that's really on the table here today, which is cleaning up vibration, which is reacting or acting from a place of alignment. We just want to put that out there as the basis of this conversation. We've been saying this for a while, but you'll hear it in a different light now. Most of the physical human world is looking at manifestations. That's how they evaluate success. They sift through manifestations and categorize it into subjects, experiences, into piles. So here's 
the 15th century and the 16th century and the 17th century here's the people that lived in that time and the people that lived in that time or in current days here are the Democrats and here are the Republicans and here are the independents and here are the Catholics and here are the Mormons and here are the atheists and here are the straights and here are the gays and here are the blacks and here are the whites and here are the good ones and here are the bad ones in other words they just constantly making piles out of everything and then most spend their life trying to articulate the piles to understand the piles to more clearly identify piles to relate to the piles and it's chaos and it's unproductive and it's unsatisfying we see just two piles in this current moment there's the pile under the influence of inner being and the pile not under the influence of inner being and in every one of those piles there are Democrats under the influence and not there are Republicans under the influence and not every pile has those two piles so why not just make those two piles or why not pay any attention to those piles why not just notice which pile you're in am I under the influence or not so when you're under the influence of your inner being now you're a vibrational match to everything that you've been asking for there's a clarity there so what we're asking you all to try to do just a little bit instead of taking life as it comes and reacting to it we're asking you to not make such a big deal about life as it's coming ask yourself to remember or reach for to isolate and practice those feelings of elation you've got some of them already you remember them Esther remembers the day Jerry and Esther met Elsie the cat Elsie it was a Louisiana cat it was a little cat it was in Lake Charles Elsie was the obvious name and Jerry and Esther had an agreement that they would have no cat and Esther had a vortex full of cats <laughs> and so did Jerry he just didn't know it he had a vortex full of happiness and he didn't relate cat with happiness so they're at a RV park in Lake Charles and Jerry is checking the air and the tires and Elsie formerly known as something else was rubbing on Jerry's legs and Esther could hear him talking to her and he was saying well hello little lady and she was saying I love you 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 <laughs> And he was saying, I don't want you to love me. And she was saying, I can't help myself. You are so lovable. And Esther could hear it. And she thought to herself, there is something going on here that I want in on. So she watched Jerry. And Jerry went over to the office where the lady who had registered them was. And Esther followed him, sort of like the Pink Panther behind this tree behind this tree behind this tree and listened outside the door and she heard Jerry say who does this little cat belong to and the lady said someone just dumped it off here and Esther thought 
And so Esther didn't say anything to Jerry. Jerry didn't say anything to Esther. And that night, well after dark, someone is knocking at the door. And it is this woman, she has this cat in her arms. And she says, my husband and I have talked about this and we think you should take this cat with you. <laughs> in their monster bus. But they were only one night away from home. And Esther said, I signed a prenuptial agreement. <laughs> you have no idea what a long story this is. That it is so unlikely, but we'll talk about it. Thank you very much. And so in bed that night, Esther couldn't sleep because she so wanted the cat. And in bed that night, Jerry couldn't sleep because he so didn't want the cat. <laughs> and Esther said, what do you think about this? If when we wake up in the morning, that cat's nowhere around, we'll just get in our bus and off we'll go and that'll be the end of it. But if this little cat is waiting at our doorstep, then we'll take her with us. And Jerry said, all right. So they got up before dawn, had breakfast. Esther opened all of the window shades. She's looking out across and in her mind, she's saying, here, get it, get it, get it, get it, get it, get it. And then no cat. And so she said, all right. Jerry went out, brought the hoses in. Esther brought the rooms in. Everything was stowed. Esther sat in the seat, turned the big diesel engine over. It has to idle for five minutes before you drive it. And as soon as the engine started, way off in the distance, the little cat is jumping through the tall grass. You can see her head every now and again. She came right to the door of the motorhome. Jerry opened the door and said, well, little lady, I guess you're going to Texas. <laughs> and in she came. Now, isn't that just the perfect story? Isn't that just a getting out there ahead of a story? Isn't that just something that could never be, but did become story? Do you know that everything that you want has a story just like that? with all the facets that are important with every obstacle Esther did not think that there was a greater obstacle in the world Esther called the office and said we've got a cat will you go get some cat food and a litter box and a cat bed and Yoli hung up the phone and said to Tracy they're bringing a cat home and Tracy said no <laughs> they ran over a cat they saw a cat they have a picture of a cat there's no way that they're bringing a cat home no one could believe that they brought a cat home now it may not seem like a very big story because it was just somebody didn't want a cat and somebody wanted a cat but do you know you play both roles inside yourself on every subject in the world you want more money but you don't believe more money you want a better relationship but you don't believe a better relationship in other words you play both roles that Jerry and Esther were playing about everything that matters to you and the universe knows the way around your resistance just like the universe knew the way around Jerry's resistance that cat was the most lovely little beast in their life they'd come home from a trip and Elsie would come running Esther's up in the top of the treehouse one day and she said where's Elsie and Jerry said I think I hear her coming from over there so Elsie comes running from over there. She's at the base of the treehouse. 
Jerry's down there too. Jerry says, go see Esther. She climbs up the tree and leaped 12 feet across from a tree right into Esther's arms. She was like a little psychic cat. She was a representative from the universe that had come to deliver constant messages to them. They were in the office one day and Elsie is meowing. And Esther said, what do you want? And she said, food. And Esther said, I don't know where it is. And Elsie said, it's over here. So she went over and put her hand on the cupboard where it was and Esther opened it up and there it was. This is a vibrational being in a vibrational universe who has intentions too. There are all kinds of intentions all around this universe that are just right for you. There are facets and phases and opportunities and things. There are ways to open you up to anything. There is nothing that you want that you currently don't believe that your inner being can't lead you to believing, you see. All things are possible. There is nothing that you cannot be or do or have. There is nothing that is outside the limits of your creating. And your inner being knows what your logical path of least resistance is to every single one of those. And so if you would just decide that you're going to make yourself as resistance free as possible, which means daydream more, criticize less, praise more, laugh more, I am sure you agree when I say that this is a simple story, but loaded with life lessons. I chose this story as a seamless example of how stories inspire and teach, which is the very premise of this podcast. When Abraham said that we play both roles in every aspect of our lives that Jerry and Esther played in this story, it reminded me of the famous story about a grandfather who tells his grandson that there are two wolves consistently fighting within you. One is a good wolf and one is an evil wolf. So the grandson innocently asks, Granddad, which one will eventually win? And the grandfather answers, The one you feed. Different story, same lesson. As always, here are my key takeaways. One, there is nothing that you cannot be or do or have. There is nothing that is outside the limits of your creating. All things are possible. Two, you play both roles inside yourself for every subject in your life. You want abundance of money, but you don't believe you deserve more money. You want a better relationship, but you don't believe you will get one. Your resistance is constantly in your own way. Therefore, lastly, Become as resistance-free as possible. Justify less, daydream more, laugh more, follow your instincts more. That will lead you to manifest all things you have ever dreamed of in life. We are now moving to part two of this episode. As promised, here are a few golden nuggets shared by some of the guests on past Sharing Life Lessons episodes. Since one of the takeaways from Abraham's story is to follow your intuition, Let's start with how Victoria Shaw defines intuition in episode number 46. Let's understand what intuition really means from an intuition coach. The way that I look at intuition is that it's that sense of knowing that we all have that you don't know it in your brain. You don't know how you know it. It's not logical. It's not rational. It's not something you learned in school, but it's that visceral sense of knowing that is always right. It's always right. And I have yet to meet a person on this planet who has not had an experience where they knew something, they didn't know how they knew it, and it turned out to be right. 
your spirit doesn't judge. Mm-hmm. It's very calm, clear, and direct. So for most of us, the voice of our intuition is very calm, very clear, and very direct. And even if it's giving you information that might not be what you want to hear, it usually delivers that information in a clear, calm manner. Our second golden nugget comes from Mike Silva, our guest in episode number 25. Mike started his career flying fighter jets for the Air Force. And in his words, he said, but in this case, guess what? We were almost upside down. And if I had pulled that handle, all I would have done was punched us into the desert and we would have just been a smear along the desert. And in that moment, In that moment, I was absolutely convinced I was about to die. That same phenomena occurred a second time when we were at Top Gun. Mike goes on to share the life lesson he learned during the two separate instances where he almost lost his life. And it made me appreciate the importance of being a good leader. In both of those moments, when that phenomena was triggered in me, I only thought about one thing. And that was people, the people that I would give anything in the world to see one more time so that I could tell them I loved them, so that I could say goodbye, so that I could hold their hand. I didn't think about my career. I didn't think about my successes or failures. I didn't think about money. I didn't think about things I hadn't done, wished I'd done. I thought about only one thing, people and relationships and how precious they are Mm -hmm. and that has informed my entire life it's it's made my personal relationships a lot richer it made me appreciate the importance of being a good leader the next golden nugget is one of my many favorites because i was made aware that like many others i avoided the void But after listening to this valuable life lesson from Stephanie Chick in episode number 45, I have started using the void better, which in turn has helped me improve the quality of my relationships with family members and friends. I love this quote from Stephen Covey in the book, The Eighth Habit, where he says, between stimulus and response, there lies a space. And in that space lies our freedom to choose our, our, our destiny and to choose whether we want to be happy or we want to be depressed or choose to be enslaved or to be liberated. It's that space. And I think in most cases, people sort of bypass the space. There's a stimulation and they go to a conditioned response mm-hmm. or habitual response. And I've always tried to sit in that space. I call it the void. And Mm. sometimes people want to avoid the void. I've never wanted to avoid it. I'd love to go into that space and say, okay, in this space, I have the power to choose. What do I choose? The final golden nugget really needs no explanation, except for the fact that it is from my two-part series interview with Neil Donald Walsh, the author of the New York Times bestseller book, Conversations with God, one of my favoritest books. And I this- asked God, what does it take to make life work? And God said, Neil, it's really very simple. You think your life is about you, and your life is not about you in the largest sense. 
It's not about little you, small you. It's not about local you. It's about universal you. And so, in the largest sense, your life is about everyone else whose life you touch and the way in which you touch it. And when you understand that, your whole life will change. And I took that advice from conversations with God and my whole life did change as a result. You actually hit the tagline for this podcast. The tagline is, we are one spirit, one soul. And you just said that as your final message. So thank you. But also I have one curious question. Do you still talk to God at 4.23 a.m. every morning? All of us are talking to God all the time. The main message of conversations with God is that it isn't Neil Donald Walsh who talks to God. It's all of us. God said very specifically, I talk to everyone all the time. The question is not to whom am I talking? The question is who's listening? So God is speaking to everybody all the time. God in us, the essence of love, which lives and resides within each of us, is constantly bringing to us an awareness of who we really are, a remembrance of our true nature. And so when you ask me, do I still talk to God at 423 in the morning? I talk to God all day long. And God talks to me all day long. And God talks to everybody all day long. And the communications we're receiving from God are received in many different forms of feeling, mm -hmm. a vision, something that we are expressing, something that we are hearing, a sense of awareness, a deep knowing that exists within us. So all we need to do is pay attention to what life itself is bringing to us and inviting us to bring through us to others. And we pay attention to that. And we all experience that not just Neil, but every one of us is having an ongoing conversation with God. Beautiful ending. Neil, thank you so much for this amazing two-part dialogue. So I leave you all with a question. God, the universe, our inner being, is talking to us constantly, all day, every day. The question is, are you listening? This brings us to the end of this episode, which I truly hope you enjoyed. I will bring you the next episode of Sharing Life Lessons in its original format next Wednesday. Until then, be happy, be safe, and be well.